guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, so have you heard me talking about my freebie? I used to call it five unique ideas to social media posts with a tagline of designed for you to showcase who you are, what you do, and who you help. Not pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but it was clear in its intent. I recently changed the name to Post with Purpose and Personality, and I kept the same tagline. I thought the alliteration was perhaps catchier, without losing too much of the meaning or intent behind the guide. Maybe you've seen this on Pinterest or on my show notes, or maybe you're one of the couple of hundred who saw it as a pop-up on my landing page. Maybe you've seen it and thought, meh, whatevs. Or you're new and have no idea what I'm talking about. And if that's the case, welcome. Maybe you're on my email list and you have your copy, but you've already forgotten about it. And it happens. Life is busy. Today, I decided to walk you through one of those prompts, discuss it in detail, and hopefully convince you to either start using it or to download your copy and get busy. Hey, I'm Janice. And welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew and let's get into today's episode. The purpose of this guide is to kind of be my voice in your ear as you create your social media posts. My voice is probably going to be much, much better to listen to than whatever's happening in your head. If you're like I used to be, and sometimes still am, you'll hear whispers of, oh, that's boring, or terrible picture, or really, that's what you're going with. That's what you think people want to hear about. Yeah, I could go on. But I bet I've hit on one or two of your imposter syndrome phrases. Those tend to be the most popular. And straight up, I have completely heard those in my own head. Especially about the pictures. I could write you a story that would have you totally drawn in, but ask me to take a picture for a purpose, and I am out of my depths. 
I even took actual photography courses. And no, I think they passed me based on a combination of the fact that I handed in every assignment and the fear that they would see me back. (laughs) Anywho, when you hear those whispers, bring out the guide, replay this episode. I got you. I thought I'd have a look at number two, describing your ideal client. This one has the potential for pitfalls, but has so much opportunity for attracting your ideal client community that I think it's well worth digging deeper into. I need to say that the big assumption I'm working with here is that you know who your ideal clients are. You know their pain points and their desires. You know what they want from you and what they need from you, and you are aware that these aren't always the same thing. Your ideal client is that person or group of people who are ready for you. They're open to your product or service, and not only are they open, they might even be looking for you. Oh, that's a sweet spot that you sometimes land on, and it is nice when it happens. I also assume that you're clear on what you sell, be it a service or a product. You're selling a feeling, an idea, a resolution to a situation or an aspiration or a dream. You know this, right? You're not just selling dog training. You're selling the relief of being able to bring your dog for a walk where he doesn't pull on the leash and he sits when you tell him to. You aren't selling a coaching program. You're selling the idea that your client can finally move forward to accomplish their goals because they have control over their habits. Have you thought about your business in these terms before? Is this a new concept to you? I think it's easier to connect with your public relations and marketing efforts when you're selling what someone will get. Sell the benefit. It reaches a more base instinct for the purchaser, whether they're aware of it or not. I don't know if you're familiar with the saying, but sell the sizzle, not the sausage. And apologies to my vegetarian and vegan listeners, but, you know, if you hear the sizzle, then you can almost smell the cooking aromas. And that's what you want. That visceral want. Rather than just saying, here's my product. Isn't that great? Now, when you think about this idea of saying who you want to work with, you can be completely upfront with it. You can say something like, Are you a woman entrepreneur who's looking to sharpen her communication skills and attract more and retain current clients? Well, I can help with that. Click here. That's fairly blunt and probably works for some people. I'm not going to tell you not to say that. Roll that approach around and see what you think. See how it feels to you. You can say something like, Are you completely rocking your communications plan? Do you have a happy and comfortable relationship with your clients? If your answer is no, then I can help. Click below. And I've attended webinars where they straight up just say, if you have a current strategic communications plan, if you are up to date with your target audience identification and key messaging, if you are confident in your ability to revise those going forward into new promotions, then this is not the place for you. And you know, the really good ones who've been in business for a while, they'll be able to say something like, And for those of you who need the next level, I do have something coming up. Or, I refer you to my program X. Or, I'm an affiliate for whatever. Something along those lines. 
it's good to never leave someone hanging if you can help it. So that's a bit more of a graceful way of saying who your customer isn't. It conveys a respect for their time in saying they're too advanced for what is currently on offer. It's nice to show respect for a potential client. Well, okay, actually, it's nice just to show respect for a fellow human being. So those are the face value examples of the suggestion to describe your ideal client. Not exactly elegant, but clear, and it gets the job done, right? But I challenge you to go a bit deeper into the meaning, the intention behind that prompt. And I bet you've done this already a few times, intuitively, but have a think about the approach as I break it down here. When you know your customer, you know the stories they are telling themselves, you know what they're thinking, you know their likes and dislikes, their inside jokes. You know this group's language. You speak it fluently because they are your people and that's your magic. So you go ahead and relate to them in their language, your language. You want to mix your collective language with your company sizzle and your customer stories. Okay, I feel like that sentence makes perfect sense in my head, but it seems like an odd mix of made up and borrowed metaphors when I say it out loud. Just roll with me. I follow this fantastic stylist, Alicia Lincoln. She has the Closet Shopping Collective group on Facebook. I'll link to her in the show notes, and no, this is not an ad, by the way. She just does an amazing job in knowing her clients' stories, in speaking their language, and selling the benefit of her expertise. So recently, she posted about the top three issues around women feeling comfortable in their clothes. Her language was pulled from my head as she discussed fit, style, and situation. I completely connected to what she was saying. So of course, I clicked in to read more. And as soon as I read the next paragraph, she had laid out the actual problem. So she knew what the story I'm telling myself about my style and fashion sense was. And she recited it back to me in pretty much my words. But as a professional, she knows what the actual problem is and offered to solve it through her services. When she spoke to me and the rest of us in the group, she was describing exactly who she wants to work with. She was describing what her ideal client is going through, what they're telling themselves, what they're struggling with. And she used the magic language of her clients to recount the story. And as soon as I read that, okay, After I had an epiphany about my style sense, I then sat back and thought, yep, this is a businesswoman who has a bead on her client. She clearly laid out three stories her ideal customers would identify with, and they would identify with at least one. And she drew me in. She told me the real problem and exactly how she can resolve it for me, how I can become the confident fashionista that burns inside of me. Yeah, okay, so those are my words, not hers. She more reasonably promises to help you feel more stylish and comfortable in your clothes. Music to my ears. And in being so very clear in her language, she tells people who she's looking for, and by process of elimination, she implicitly defines who is not her target. 
If you don't identify with those stories she lays out, you are not who she wants to help right now. Because really, those people who don't identify with what you post or say will scroll on by. You know this. You've done it a thousand times before. And it's totally cool for that to happen. This is a natural part of the process. You know the adage, if you speak to everyone, then you speak to no one? This is just another way of saying exactly that. Now, if you'll permit me a touch of woo for a moment. Side note, have you noticed how the term woo has been creeping into our vernacular? (laughs) And anybody else use the word vernacular? Or are they both just me? Anyway, so being a touch woo, when you encourage the wrong people, for lack of a better term, to scroll on by, their bypassing you actually leaves more space for those that you want. We all have a certain amount of energy or bandwidth, what I often call headspace, and you really want to give that time, effort, and attention to the right people, those who are ready and willing to take advantage of what you're offering. Okay, woo over, I'm moving into an example of what not to do. I was also on a webinar with someone, and I engage with webinars. It's hard giving a talk and not having feedback, so sometimes I like to provide answers to questions or comment when a good point has been made. So the host asked a question if we had a funnel set up, and I said, yes, I do. Well, we moved on, and she carried on with the rest of her presentation, and we hit a point where she was obviously going to go into the sale portion, and she flat out said, if you have a funnel, leave now. This woman could have said something along the lines of, now for anybody who answered yes, you do have a funnel, just a warning, I'm going to go into my pitch, which is where I help you learn how to create a funnel. So... If you're happy with yours, then please feel free to go use your time. I want to respect your time so you don't need to stick around. Something like that, that would have kept me around. Maybe not for the rest of the webinar, but I probably would have signed up for her next one or gone on her website and seen what else she had. I was left feeling dismissed. So while I appreciate her ability to know who her main target is and that it wasn't me, she doesn't know if I was one of the peripheral targets. That maybe I have a funnel that I don't like, that I'm looking for a different one, and or maybe I need someone to help me improve what I have. I feel she should have left it to me to self-select, left me the option to scroll past, so to speak. No, she didn't boot me out, but I felt like I wasn't welcome, and it crushed my desire to give her any of my money. So a word to the wise. When you decide to define your target audience, do so with some style and grace. Trust your potential clients. Trust people to know what's best for them. Trust that if they don't connect with your language, they'll move on past. Assuming you speak your client's language that you know the stories they tell themselves and how you can resolve those stories. Remember, it's because you know the actual challenge they face. This can shape many of your posts on social media. You take these style of posts and mix them in with the posts created from the other four prompts on my guide to post with purpose and personality, and it all builds a picture of who you are, who you help, 
and how you help them. This picture is what your potential and current customers begin to internalize. It makes them feel like they know you and they like you. They identify with and trust you. And that's a good thing. So if you don't have your copy of this fabulous guide, I highly recommend you head to janicefogarty.com or I'll put a link in the show notes to bring you to where you can download it. Mind you, it puts you on my email list, which you are free to leave as soon as you feel I'm not providing value. But honestly, I haven't had anyone unsubscribe yet, so I feel like you won't be in a hurry to leave. And if you like the thinking behind this prompt to post with personality and purpose, then I know you'll love the rest of the guide. So thanks for rolling with my terrible metaphors once again, and stay safe, my friends. I'll see you back here again next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.